0: we love that that brings joy to us that back and forth that just you know that's just what we like so you want to play that game we can play that game it's cool you know it's it's
1: all it's all on in between the lines like we're we're competing for something huge like so we're
0: not it's never personal i don't care who i'm talking to it's just a person right here and i'm just gonna say what i feel and i'm gonna do what i feel too and that's what they're gonna do and we appreciate like you know if you you bring it and we we on that that's cool but, you know, what we look for, that's man. what, you saw, Abby, you saw. Her. Ain't no running in the L yeah. man. We climb up the chimney. That's, yeah, for sure. We ain't ducking no smoke, man. man. We're going to let everybody know we're here. We're going to play hard, trying to get a win. and We don't like it all oh well. Yeah, you might as well bring it. So You're going to cry what the baby's going to do. I'm done with all that bluffing on the court because them guys do a lot of bluffing. So, you know, I'm from the bluff city, man. We don't do no bluffing, man. Grizz Nation, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the No Bluffing Podcast. We missed y'all, man. We, we were all for a week dealing with a lot. Um, <laughs> we were dealing with a lot in our personal lives. Uh, the Grizzlies fans base as a whole is dealing with a lot in and, and their lives as a whole this morning. Um, as y'all are getting this on Monday, we're recording this on Saturday. And we'll get into what we're going to talk about here in a second. But I am your host, Chris Ingram, with my amazing co-host, that I miss, man. We ain't been on here in two weeks. Like I said, we had a lot going on. Uh, but we got Luke and we got Nicole, man. How y'all feeling this morning?
1: I'm good, man. You know, it's, I guess things could be worse. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm
0: okay. <laughs> I'm happy you to personally. see you guys. <laughs> personally. Appreciate the bright, the bright spot, Luke. What about you, Nicole? How you feeling?
2: I am livid.
0: Uh-oh. That's all. I'm living. I'm hot. I'm hot. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm hot both figuratively and literally. Um (laughs) both. Um, I just got off COVID. Uh, that was part of the reason why we couldn't get y'all an episode last week. Uh, I think Luke, you were dealing with a little bit. Um, I was dealing with a lot. A whole household got hit with the COVID bug, and I tried we tried to hop on here. I sent out a text to to y'all on. Wednesday, I believe, it was like, Hey, let's try to get some in. But man, it hit me a different kind of way this time. It actually hit me backwards. So normally, you know, it started off kind of rough and then it kind of eases way. It kind of crept in, made me think I was giving over it. And then it just said, Bop, hit me in the, right in the throat, right in the throat, literally and figuratively. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> oh man we're gonna get right into it uh i text nicole this morning i said nicole and and, and mind you to to, to give context we send out these topics a lot of time before some of the quote-unquote breaking news comes out and so we were going to uh revisit i guess you can say because national media they chose to revisit the topic so we were going to kind of revisit a little bit the topic with John ja Morant and the 17-year-old uh kid and everything that you know around that. We were gonna go back to that. Uh we didn't actually get to drop the episode that we originally talked about it on because we had audio issues, but we have covered it. Y'all just didn't get it, unfortunately. So we definitely were gonna plan on uh touching bases on that today. That was our main and uh our first main topic. But probably I don't know, 15 minutes after the text went out, Twitter is blowing up, going crazy because. Now it's something added on top of this situation. So I told Nicole before we, this situation even came out, I said, hey, let's not even worry about the news this morning because there's some stuff going on. Now? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We finna get right into it. So uh, first, Mr. Morant, it, it's a lot going on, and, and I'm going to try to save mine for last. I, I told myself I was going on monologue, but I'm going to save mine for last. I'm going to let y'all go first. But just to kind of preface to set the table of the situation, this season for John Morant has been uh, a distraction, to say the least. There's a lot of stuff going on outside of the, of the gym, out, off to the court. Um, nothing to do between the lines of basketball, for the most part, outside of – well, I can't even say that because even – I'm finding the West comment that was off the court as well. So, it's a lot of stuff outside of basketball that's been just kind of trickling over his head like a dark cloud, in a sense, I guess you can say. Um, and then this week, some uh, – a revisited topic with the 17 year old kid, um, the athletic, I believe, and the Washington post, they put even some more sauce on the article by adding in a story that we didn't even hear about with the Wolf chase mall incident. Um, and then we wake up this morning and after a, what was a close game up until, I don't know, six minutes, five minutes left in the fourth quarter. To the Denver Nuggets, we lose to them, and then we wake up to a lot of us. Some people may have called it live, but a lot of us wake up to uh screen re- record videos of John Morant on social media last night, and what looks to be like a club or maybe a private room—you don't know, you know. What I mean, it was Somebody, a strip club. It, yeah, but it well, that—oh, that's crazy Uh because not—not <laughs> <laughs> not that he was in a strip club. That's—that's that's not crazy. The crazy part is that it was a picture floating around of him holding a gun. And my first thought, and again, I'm going to get y'all to go first on this. I'm just sitting at the table. But my first thought is, oh, man, this got to be old. No, this ain't ain't recent. There's no way that that this dude, with the timing of everything going on right now, that this is recent. But I'm going to tell you what got me. When I looked and saw that jaw chain that Nike just gifted him with the release of the shoe, I said, he just got that chain two weeks ago. So that's brand new. And then maybe five minutes later, the video starts to go around. And I know AI and stuff is going on now. You know, stuff can be altered. That wasn't an altered video. That was real. He flashed a gun in the club. I'm sure with alcohol. I'm going to save everything else. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to save my piece. But Nicole... I know you was hot as I was, Luke. We man, I, you balance us out so well. I promise you, because Nicole, she was in the, <laughs> yeah, she was hot ready to go. I was like, yeah, we need to go ahead and hop on early because I need to get my thoughts out. So I'm gonna start with you, Nicole, with all of this whirlwind going on around, all this noise going around with John ja Morant right now. Like, one, what is happening, and then two. How do we fix this? Like what needs to happen? Because this is getting out of control kind of fast.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I just feel like Josh thinks he's untouchable at this point. Kind of like he thinks I'm a multi-million dollar generational athlete, which we are which we know he is, and we love him for that. We we cherish having that year in Memphis, something that we never really had before, like had it, but we've never had anything like him. If it makes sense. So he thinks he can just go and do whatever the hell he wants, because now he's this household name. He's the superstar. He's the, the multi all-star. You can't do that. You cannot do that. Um, you're in Denver of all places, flaunting a gun drunk in a strip club in Denver. Denver. I could understand if it was Memphis because you know, Memphis, you got to stay strapped up. You got to stay safe. Memphis is just like New Orleans. It's like kind of like murder city type thing. you got to protect yourself in those types of cities, but you're in Denver where you can legally smoke going down the street. Why are you flaunting a gun? Why? Um, Someone needs to hold him accountable. And like Chris said, that chain that he had on, that's how I knew that it was real because he just got that from his pop-up shop two weeks ago when the Midnight's came out, they sent him that chain with the Midnight's in that box two weeks ago, because his photographer Nye also posted it on Instagram. And he was like, you know, they were showing it off and gorgeous, of course, but now you're out here acting stupid. And this is not the same thing, but I'm still going to bring it up. Kyrie Irving lost his sponsorship. Because of something way, 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 way less worse than this. Kyrie did nothing like this. And the fact of the matter is, Jaw's name has been brought up. This is the third situation. But this one, they have solid proof to make the other two look just as bad. Now he looks like hell. He looks bad. And my thing is, what you're doing, you're supposed to be the leader. So the things that you're doing, Are projecting onto your teammates when you don't leave them at the damn door you're bringing it in to the grizzlies you're giving this energy to dylan brooks who we know god forbid don't need that damn energy because he's already chemically unbalanced sometimes dylan i love you
3: you
2: you a little you need some zoloft baby you need some lexapro i got you Mm -hmm. but you're bringing it in to dudes like dylan dudes like Jaron, who are still building their confidence Dudes like Desmond Bain who want to win. You can look at Desmond Bain and Tyus Jones and see that they want a feast. They want a ring on their fingers more than anything. You can look at Luke Kennard and see the same damn thing, and he's been here for less than a month. So you're telling me that you're supposed to be the leader of this team, but you're bringing in all of this extra bullshit. To the door of FedEx form and wherever y'all go on the road because it seems like this dumb stuff always happens on the road except for the Memphis things which that's that's totally different because he was protecting himself and he was protecting his mother. His house was being threatened to be shot up and then that thing happened at the mall with his mom. I can't blame him for those you threatened to shoot up my house of course I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna I'm gonna show my peace like hello. And, and then, I want you
0: to I want you to keep going, code, But I even want to touch on that real real yeah, quick because you brought that ahead. up.
2: The
0: only thing with that that whole story that came out about his mom situation, it's that shit really was hard. So
2: fabricated.
0: It's hard for me to believe, Miss Jamie Rorant, the lady that we've known and, and come yes. to know and love. It's the hard sweet, for me.
2: Docile woman that she is.
0: Yeah, like it's hard for me to be. To believe, like we've heard, Ja tell the stories of how she's talked him up, how she's built him up. The reason that the, the way that he's the, is confident and believes in himself, the way that he does, the way that he thinks, like his dad has put in the work on the court, but everything up here between the ears, that's Jamie Morant right there. And so it's hard for me to believe that this woman has done so much for this for her son, her child, that instead of calling her husband, instead of calling her father, I mean, uh, her brother in law, instead of calling the police. Instead of calling mall security, she calls her $200 million. And I can't even say that because we don't even know what these other endorsements that he's getting, how much they're worth. They called it almost a billion dollar son to come deal with some mess in a finish line with a minimum, minimum wage employee. Like let, let's, let's just really yeah, think I about that. I don't think that's true.
2: And then there wasn't like, if John Morant goes to a mall, there's going to be mobs of people around him. There's going to be like, Hey, that's John Morant. He's, he's at the mall. Like, I don't think that that happened like that either. But at the same time, if it did, if my mama calls me and tells me someone's giving her problems, you got dang right, I'm I'm pulling up. That's true. You're right.
0: Yeah. I'm pulling up. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Because that's my mother. But the those two situations are different because that's like if if that second one did happen, he's protecting himself. He's protecting his family. That's fine. But now, you're you're brandishing a gun in a club. On IG, you're drunk as a skunk because you can tell his eyes were low and he was slurring a little bit. So it's like everything that you're doing is is making your team look bad, and this team wants to win. But in order for this to change, and this is just my personal opinion, I feel like the front office is going to have to do something or a sponsor is going to have to pull from him. Whether it be PSD, Powerade, I don't think Nike is going to pull from him just because it's a money machine. His shoe drops in less than a month. It's a money machine. But PSD or PDS, whatever it is, the underwear company, and Powerade. I know Powerade just signed him, first athlete in like five years. Something's got to happen. John Morant needs a reality check. You cannot be out here doing these things just because that is your name. You can't because now you have a fan base who will ride or die for you. Maybe you need to experience a fan base that doesn't give a damn about you. Maybe you need to go to the Houston Rockets for about four or five damn games. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to go on a five game losing streak with a team and a fan base who doesn't care about you because right now you're not being very deserving of the fan base that you're getting in Memphis because we ride for him. But me personally, I can't keep sitting here and defending this man because I am tired. I cannot defend what I saw last night. I can't, but y'all can go ahead. That's just me. I feel like the front office is going to have to, to do something. They're going to have to step in because it's obvious that it's just not being handled the way that it needs to be internally, because let this, let this happen. over. you think this shit would happen in San Antonio with pop? No. No, well, we just
0: problem. saw it. We what? just saw it. They got Josh Primo up out of there.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. That's a, that's my exact point. That is a great great example, Chris, cuz I actually forgot about Primo. But that's a good example like Pop and the Spurs front office did not did not they did a thorough investigation and they kicked him to the curb in less than a week. So <laughs> the Grizzlies front office got to tighten up. And so does John ja Morant. John ja Morant got to get himself with some better people. Um, a sponsor got to pull. Front office got to do something because somebody needs to talk to this man. Because the way that he's going, you're going to be on a thirty for thirty. Keep on. You're going to be on a thirty for thirty.
0: Knock on wood. For real,
1: Luke. How I just you feeling, can't bro? believe we were talking about his mom. I can't believe his dad's letting this shit go on. Part of my Me French, too, but but like. I feel like after last night, I feel like he needs to have his ass sat down. And if he's not already aware of the power that he has on a global scale, someone needs to smack him upside the head and be like, bro, listen, like, you know, this story just got brought back up that happened that happened months ago. You know, that is what everybody is talking about. Maybe not flash a gun on Instagram live like that night. Like, yeah, like a friend of mine texted me who doesn't watch basketball like two days ago and was like, hey, did you see this John Morant story? And I was like, old news, man, old news, like defending him. And then it's this comes out. and It's like, bro, l- have some awareness of what's happening around you. And, you know, that's al- I-, I guess that's a young alcohol. When you when you're drunk as a skunk, you don't give a damn. You're you don't
2: when I'm drunk. I don't act like that.
1: I, I don't either. I, like I don't drink because that sh- that happens. I know that. That's like, the money I,
2: talking. That's him thinking he can do whatever the hell he wants.
1: Yeah, and and, and also it was a tiny ass gun. Like, <laughs> sorry, I I don't I don't know I, I don't know <laughs> much about weapons. Or, I expected something
2: bigger than that
1: yes yes i like i look like a little it looked like the noisy oh cricket God. that will smith has a men in black and i just i was just man i, I was like oh well i pegged you for a man <laughs> that would carry a larger gun if i i i don't know i i don't know i don't i don't want to attack the man's gun selection but <laughs> and he was away nicole it, you said he wasn't he's in denver like you, the city where you can walk, everybody is walking down the street, lighting a joint walking, like it. it's just, I don't, I it, I was so disappointed and I I thought I, I gave him, I, I gave the situation, I gave him more credit. I gave the front office more credit that this wouldn't be happening on a regular basis like this. And it's just starting to get, I think you're right, Nicole. I think, I think it's going to be something is going to have to give in order for him to realize you can't keep getting away with this. And that sucks. It sucks when that's
0: the point you find yourself in. Yeah, man, Memphis Grizzlies. We've been in. They've been in Memphis for what was it twenty five years now? I think it was the twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah. It was coming up on twenty five years, something like that, right? We've had the grit and grind Grizzlies. We've had the Powell teams. We've had the Dylan Brooks and nobody else team. Like we we went through so many iterations of the Grizzlies. And the basketball guys finally blessed us with a superstar four years ago. And for the first year, everything looked great. Second year, oh, on the up and up. Third year, full-blown superstar, all-star, accolades are coming, most improved. All these things are coming. And then in the fourth year, where everything that you worked your whole life looks like is basically coming to fruition, is when you decide to say, you know what? The restraint that I've showed, the path that my parents, my family have put me on, to hell with all that shit. Let's just let's just go turn up. Let's just go be these people that we see on. I, I, I don't I don't get it, bro. I, I really don't understand it. Like <clears throat> you saw when John Morant when when he came to Memphis originally, like everybody. Could just see like the way that that family was structured, the way that that family was tight knit. Um, I told the story on the podcast before. I was a store manager at AT and T at the time, and I remember his uncle, Uncle Phil. He came in, was doing some stuff uh, on the on the phone account, and that I mean that was a cool experience. Phil was was a cool guy, you know. He was telling me kind of how you know the business was ran, how everybody literally in the family had something. And it reminded you almost of that story that you hear about LeBron, how he's put his family and his friends in position to win. Maybe not on that scale just yet. You know, I don't know if John Morant's circle has a media company or uh, has some type of uh, – what's the what's the word? Uh, some type of um, agent company or whatever. I don't even – I can't think of it. The, the words are, are, are leaving me right now. Uh, COVID give you fall brain a little bit. But anyway um, – <laughs> I don't know what that looks like, but I know from the beginning what it looked like then. And it started, it's almost like a shirt, an old shirt or an old sweater. That just you, you start to see it unravel a little bit. And the more and more that time goes on, it gets more unraveled to the point to where now you just got a bunch of threads laying on the ground. And it really man, it's 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 mind-boggling because the grizzlies are giving this dude the keys to the franchise. Memphis has given him the keys to the city. And the NBA is right here. I'm talking about right here of giving him the keys to the NBA. The players, the older players, outside of maybe Golden State, they all respect you. They know that you that guy. They know that you that one. And you talked about, you know, you and your mom, Jamie, got this billion-dollar plan to be a billionaire by 30. What you think finna happen with all of these occurrences that keep popping up? See, it's almost like, and it's so funny, um, watching two different shows right now or well, just got done watching one i'm watching the other one now one was the Mur- the Murdo uh docu- series. i don't know if y'all seen it I, we watched the one on netflix and i'm gonna go back and watch the one on HBO max i heard that one was good too uh he just got convicted very past friday got very it yeah if y'all, if y'all ain't seen it go catch, go check that out It's some crazy people in this world but th- that story right there just shows how when you come up in, you know, a certain limelight like you, or you come up in money, you come up in this power, this status, how you can abuse it. And you, then your kids, they can come up and abuse that same power because they don't feel like whatever, you know, certain stipulations and consequences don't apply to them. And then to flip it on the other side, this other show that I'm watching, Bel-Air. I'm behind like a mug. I mean, I'm just now watching this, it's been out two years, but that Bel-Air remake is amazing. And you look at Carlton Banks in this show, how his whole life, everything was given to him. And now you see how he's resenting and and doing all this crazy stuff, living in this rich house, like the stuff, like you got everything, you got all the tools and access to to create a better life for yourself. And then you choose to throw it away because whatever the case. And so you look at John is like, I'm not going to talk about his upbringing. I don't, that's not my place. I don't know how John was raised in South Carolina. I don't even know how that city, how that city works. I don't know how the area where he lives at works. And I'm not going to tell you what he is or what he's not.
2: It's the country suburbs. It's about an hour from Columbia.
0: And that's fine. You know, I I know some places in Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, hell, Tennessee. That they got some dirt roads where you may not want to go there because that's all they got. And they're going to ride for their people.
2: Now he is about thirty minutes from Sumter, which is very much not the suburb. Sumter mm-hmm. is is a little bit like um, Memphis, New Orleans type feel. They they get down over there, in yeah. Sumter. that's all I'm gonna say. They get down. But you've
0: been working to get out of that, and you out. You in Memphis? Yes, great. I I, I get it, but it's just a little stuff, man. Like like y'all said, like you. A lot of us Grizzly fans, and I don't know if it's the Homer stuff. Like, okay, well, we're gonna excuse this, or we're gonna look past this a little bit. We're gonna turn the other cheek. When the fight came out, okay, you defended yourself at home, but let's look at what you can do to hold yourself accountable. If this is not, if, if these people are, I know that you are a, a brand ambassador for the game of basketball. I get that, but if this, if this ain't my tight circle knit of people. Y'all not going to know where I live. You're not going to be at my house. I'm not even putting myself or you in that position. So when it comes out, it's like, yeah, it's an unfortunate situation. And, yeah, you know, the the mom is probably uh, the mom of the 17 year old. He may be 18 at this point. I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, she's got a a record of trying to, you know, get certain lawsuits out of people and stuff like that. But again, if you don't put yourself in that predicament, in that situation, we're not even talking about it. The same thing with the with the with the mall situation. If that's to be true, again, I don't believe it. It don't sound right. It just sounds fishy. It may be exaggerated. It may have partial truths. I've ran past D Tap, uh, Shaq, and I think his name D Nail the tall guy. I've ran past them in the Wolf Chase Mall before. Ja wasn't with them, or at least when I walked past them, Ja wasn't with them. But I, you know, they may frequent that mall. That's fine. It's just hard for me to believe that Jamie would call them to come. Diffuse the situation i don't I, I don't i don't know and if it's they silly. you know yeah now the other stuff that happened after as far as the security guard and stuff again i ain't got i don't know about that that's that's a different story i hope it ain't true but if it is again that's two marks you got that you don't have to put yourself in you got the laser situation which could be true yeah they said the league did an investigation the team did an investigation that's fine but again, why are we even putting ourselves in these predicaments? Why is D walking on the court to even get that far? Why are we even arguing in the in the in the in the garage? Why are we not getting on our sprinter or getting in our cars, getting on our bus, whatever we got to do, and just get up out of here? And then the gun, like I think an underrated thing that I've heard, like we we were on the uh the grizzly spaces before we hopped on here, just kind of listening in a little bit before we started recording. And you know, everybody's talking on Twitter about the situation, but I think an underrated part of people are not talking about. Yes, it sucks that he recorded himself with a little bitty gun. You know, that was funny, Luke. I ain't going to lie because it was a little gun. But yes, it's bad that he recorded himself holding a gun in the club, doing whatever he's doing. But the bad part about it is, think about all the times that he's doing this, probably that it's not recorded. This is just what we see. He's not recording and posting everything that's going on, and so my thing is that if you bold enough to post it, this probably ain't the first time, bro. And then you're talking about adding alcohol, you're talking about adding male ego, you're talking about adding in just a effing accident that could go wrong. A gun can go off with a person that's sober, bro. I've 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 seen the stories. He could shoot somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so you adding alcohol and women and and dancing and stuff, then you drop this little bitty gun and it goes off and somebody get hit. You get hit. Like, bro, it's just, it it don't make no sense. And I hear what a lot of people saying, yeah, he's able to to, to carry a gun. I promise you LeBron James ain't walking around with no pistol on him. I promise you Kevin Durant ain't walking around with a pistol. I promise you.
2: I can guarantee you that they got something called bodyguards security.
0: I promise you they do, and John Morant does to a certain extent at the very bare minimum. Because one of the guys that I know I may have said it on the podcast before, I can't remember, but one of the guys that I've that that is part of his home security, at least in Memphis, I went to high school with. Shout out to Teddy. So I know when he in Memphis, at least at the games, I've seen him at the game. I don't again, I've seen him at maybe even at some clubs with him before. But you need 24-7 security with you everywhere you go, my guy. You shouldn't even be putting yourself in a predicament where you feel like you got to have a gun. Because why? Why am I doing... Why am I going so... I'm me, bro. Like, I'm not where nowhere near John Moran status. And I don't even take myself to places where I don't feel like I would need to carry. Now, if I got it on me, I got it on me to protect myself just because of whatever. But I'm not putting myself... Like, I'm not going man, I, if I'm going to that club tonight, I'm going to go ahead and make sure I got it on me. Like, that don't even make sense. I got a wife. I got a family. I got a daughter. Like, I got too much to live for. And Job ja Morant, he got so much impact that he can make if he just stay on the right pack. It's like, bro, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it, man. It's 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 really unfortunate. Um, it's really unfortunate, bro. And it's coming from a, a place of love. It's not coming up, coming from a place of just calling them out or critiquing them or hating on them and stuff like that. It's coming from a place of bro, you know, you gotta know you are doing bad. You gotta know this is unacceptable and that you shouldn't be doing this, bro. And like y'all said earlier, I don't know if T's the one to tell him. I don't know if even uncle Phil's the one to tell him. I don't know who's in his ear to tell him, but I will tell y'all this its very, very interesting to me. That Every time one of these incidents is going on, we talked about what four on here every single time one of them incidents going on, who with him at the very least is detail. The guy, mm-hmm. his homeboy, stop hanging out with him. I like common denominator
1: here is just I, sit him down and be like, bro, I'm sorry, but you, you either, if, if you're going to keep hanging out with this guy, then bad shit's going to happen. Uh, no, not to, not the, just to generalize it like that. The pattern shows that he is involved in these incidences.
0: He may be a good guy, bro. He may be a great friend, but you got to be a greater friend to say I'm not gonna put my meal ticket, my best friend, my homie, my brother, in a situation because we can be back yes. in Sumter next week. So I you know, just, it,
2: I wanted sucks, to throw man. this out there right quick. Someone in one of the group chats brought up a very good point. Somebody said that Jai is safe in Memphis. Now, mind you, mind you. Dolph thought that same thing, and he got killed going to get cookies from his favorite cookie shop. Mm -hmm. They straight slid on Dolph and did a drive-by. Dolph put his heart and soul into Memphis. He wanted to give back to where he was from. He loved his community. He loved his home. But just because somebody felt a certain type of way about him, they got him knocked off, and it happened to be one of his own best friends. That right there should have been an eye-opener for John Moran. But it wasn't. You're not safe Uh, no matter where you go. I don't give a damn. You think you're safe because you are who you are. You think, you know, you can walk into a gas station and get a juice or walk into a cookie shop and get some cookies and everything going to be okay. It might be okay the first 10 times, but all it takes is that 11th for you to be six feet under. I want him to think about that. He needs to sit down and think about that real hard because it could happen. We didn't think it would happen to Dolph. But it did. Unfortunately. R.I.P. Dolph. We miss you every day. I'm
0: mm-hmm. going to take it a step further, Nicole. Uh, growing up in Memphis, like, especially when Yo Gotti was, I want to say at his peak, like, he's still one of the top rappers, you know, in the game. But he's kind of transitioned over to the, um, the ownership spot. You know, he's signing artists. He's putting people on. Glorilla, really one of the biggest artists in the, in, in the country right now. Um, mm-hmm. Money bag, yo! Like he's he's he has a roster. He's he's transitioning to the executive role for the most part. But it was a time where you know, and and me and my homeboys, we were part of the car community where you know we was at a Mustang club and we were driving around the city. And you didn't even have to be in the Mustang club; you could just be driving around the city back in the day. And you would see your guy flying by in a white Lamborghini or Rolls Royce or something like that. You don't see that too much no more. Because God didn't know at some point I got to kind of separate myself and, and 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 not be so out there and giving people access to me. Because you just never know. It may be that person's day to try to go do something to you, bro. And again, we talking about that. I'm even looking at it from a standpoint. I just don't want him to self-sabotage himself. Yes. Like that's a whole nother step that we talking about somebody doing something to him. I don't even want you to self-sabotage yourself, bro. Like. It's sad, man. I know we spend enough time on it. Um, I'm probably being a dead horse at this point, but man, it's just, like I said, we love John Morant. We love the Grizzlies. We love the Morant family, like the story, um, everything that, that they are able to. We love to have Kari. Time.
2: What about Kari? What if something Kari, happens thank to you. God? What we is she going to do? We need talk about
0: that. Yeah, thank man. you.
2: <laughs> You're putting your child at risk doing all of this dumb stuff. That yep. is your baby. Children of celebrities are more at risk than a basic child who's walking down the street. And I hate to say that, but as much hatred as Ja gets, Kari is right there with him. They bash this child on social media.
0: For no reason.
2: For no no reason. reason. She's a baby. She's three years old. She's fixing to be four this year, if I'm not mistaken. So you're putting your child in this as well. And a lot of people aren't bringing that up. I hate to bring up kids. I don't like bringing kids into stuff, but this is necessary because you are yep. in the spotlight. So your baby is in the spotlight with you. Kari Absolutely. does not deserve that.
0: Yep. Yeah, man. Uh, Luke, any last words, brother? No, I'd, I
1: I was just sitting here. I was like, I, I don't have kids, but like I can imagine that I wouldn't want my little girl to see that video of me, You, you know, like just from a basic standpoint, like, I, You hear when you have kids that it changes your whole life, and it's just like, bro, every decision you make from here on out not only affects you, but it will have a direct effect on your daughter. hmm
0: Yep. You can get that Billy, or you can be back in mm-hmm. something. Yep. I hate Fighting. to go off the
2: rails with this one, but the perfect example is Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love's daughter, Frances. You know, her father supposedly – like, offed himself, but now she has to deal with that every day because she looks just like him. And people bring it up every day for her. I know the circumstances are different, but it's all one and the same because it's still the child of two famous people. That's what happens. Like, she's going to live with that for the rest of her life. And if it keeps going the way it is, Kari's going to have to live with this stuff for the rest of her life. And that's not fair to her.
0: Yeah. And again, we we won't we not wishing nothing bad at all. We wishing the best. We wishing this to, the whole situation to be turned we just around. We want you to
2: do better. We know yeah, better than this.
0: Like we don't get a dollar from John Morant. No, we don't. We don't get a dollar, a penny. So it's not us like we obviously we, we, we're not financially incentivized. We're not incentivized to say or feel the way we feel, oh, bro. We, oh, we want you to do better.
2: Now it's being said that the weapon in question is actually a lighter. That's what's being said on social media. I ain't never seen a lighter
1: look like that. I mean, they posted the
2: screenshots, and the screenshot does look just like it, but I don't believe it.
1: I need solid proof.
2: That would explain
1: the lack of threatening I felt when I looked at the gun, if it was not, in fact, a gun and a lighter.
0: (laughs) Just read the room, bro. Brandon Miller just went went through this, y'all, a week ago. Yes. Yes. Like, read the room, bro. You 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 have been cleared of a situation, thank the Lord, being a top draft pick in next year's draft. And in the very next game, after you go off for a great – I mean, he had a great performance right after all that stuff was cleared up. But then the next game after that, you go out there and get patted down in your pregame celebration. Read the effing room, bro. Just read the room, fake or not. Just read the room, bro. <laughs> Shit. Damn, man. Just do better, bro. Like, damn, we got too many. And I hate to even say this because I know that, you know, we have a bunch of different people listening to this podcast, bro. And I promise you I know that it's little white kids out there watching Ja Morant. I know. It's little Hispanic kids, Spanish kids, Mexican kids, Asian kids.
2: It's little kids who have the same dream that Ja had when he was their age.
0: Yes, but yep. even more importantly, bro, is little bitty black boys is looking at you. And we come on, bro, just 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 do better, bro. Be better, be better. That's I'm just gonna leave it at that, bro. Just just be better, just be better, please, be better. Um, Brandon Clark, Brandon Clark, let's talk about it. Um, last game, um, uh, against the Nuggets, he went out. Uh, I want to say first quarter, man. He shot a free he throw. Had two a, minutes. 2 minutes. 2 minutes man. warmed I mean wasn't even warmed up really. Probably didn't have a lick of sweat on him. Jersey probably could wear it again today if he wanted to. Same draws and everything. Uh <laughs> He get out there and a freak accident man. Them the worst when you you know no contact injuries and when you start pulling at different places where like it looked like something was going on on the lower part of his leg, and then he started grabbing in the, you know, basically in that crease of his knee, almost and back of his knee. Uh, it ain't been reported yet, but you know, it's been a lot of sports doctors on Twitter, like actual sports doctors, not just people that's acting like sports doctors on Twitter. <laughs> um, that you know, they pointed out it could be possibly a couple different things, and I'm not gonna wish nothing on him. I'm not gonna say what I think it is, um, but. It's it's it, it can affect this team, man. Uh, Brandon Clark is definitely a big part of the rotation. Um, as y'all know, he saved us in the playoffs last year um against the Minnesota Tiver Wolves. Um, and he's just one of the main pieces in the Green uh the, the Greece next gen era, man. So it sucks to see him go down like that with an injury that you know at the bare minimum is probably gonna keep him out a couple weeks, I would think. Uh with him getting carted off with ice and stuff like they said. So what are y'all – what's y'all outlook, you know, on the season, the rest of the year? Uh, We're talking, you know, the rest of the year, uh, playoffs and things like that with, in, with BC possibly being out due to injury. Luke, I'm going to start with you. You know, I
1: – having him and Steve-O out both does not make me feel very good. But I, I – tell you what, man, Xavier Tillman has impressed the absolute H-E double hockey sticks out of me. Um lately since he's been playing for steve and i feel confident i mean if if god if tj tries to make conchar if, if he tries to replace him with conchar then we in trouble i saw colt. i saw nicole post on twitter this morning and died like if we can play x in those minutes i think we'll be okay I, in the in the meantime i think x has shown that he can handle it but if it's conchar we're boned that's by I, and I, I love Judy, but like, don't make he he can't play that spot.
0: Yeah, you know you asked him a little bit too much to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's not that ain't for him, man. <laughs> Nicole, what you what you thinking?
2: I'm like y'all. I don't want to say what I think it was, but coming from an an athlete standpoint, who has been through one of those injuries, I don't think it's gonna be like the best or the worst case scenario, I think it might fall right there in the middle, but (laughs) I don't want to see John Conchar. I don't, you know what I would, I know Taylor Jenkins is not going to go for this. I know he's not, but I would love to see David Roddy in that spot instead of John Conchar. I would love to see David Roddy.
0: Man, I would rather see David Roddy and John Conchar spot right now.
2: Oh, I've been saying that.
0: Like pre-injury. That bench that. should have been Tyus, Luke, David Roddy, BC, Santi. That should have been that, your five bench players.
2: That should have been your five bench right there. That should have been your second rotations. I understand he, that. We do our rotations Roddy. a little bit different, but you putting in John Conchart before David Roddy when David Roddy plays way miles better defense. John Conchard don't know how to play defense to save his life, but David Roddy can guard a man on the three line with his body and his feet without using his hands. Like, that's what we need right now. We need a David Roddy. David Roddy deserves a chance. I don't care if he is a rookie. This is the perfect time for him to come in and get some of that experience, Get him a little taste so he comes back next season even more hungry, ready to take somebody else's job. Put David Roddy in there, not John Conchard.
0: Yeah, I'm. Um, I mean, with Steve O coming back, it 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 lightens the blow a little bit. We just need to get an update on when Steve O coming back because a lot of people were saying, you for know, real, I guess, by the end of the road trip. So hopefully sooner than later, um, we we know his impact. And you know, I, I I fully believe that X and shout out to X. I can't shout him out enough. Um, uh, he's gotten so much flack throughout the season before we needed to depend on him, and that's why y'all gotta watch our mouth because y'all be putting <laughs> your mouth on people, um unwarranted, and it comes out to where you're gonna end up needing them, and that's a that's a that's a testament to life. <laughs> so uh um, yeah. man, X has been phenomenal stepping in. Um, you can't ask him to do more than what he's doing. I mean, he's playing team basketball, standing in his role, and he's thriving in it. Uh, we all know the story. He, you know, went down to the G League, asked to go down to the G League, worked on his game, came back up, and he's being a serviceable NBA player. Um, unlike somebody that has a letter, um, pretty close to his in the alphabet that is not thriving in the G League right now, but we won't talk about that. Uh, I think that would be the, a great piece to replace with, but it just ain't working this year. So, Zaire, get better, please. Um, but Ooh. in regards to just yeah, man. I, I think if you can slide Lord Willing, and I'm gonna get on Jenkins' ass in a minute in our last topic. But if you can slide Roddy, Roddy into that contract spot, and when and when uh, Adams gets back, just you know, roll with X. I think we'll be fine. I I, I pushed I put in the Grizz League group chat last night because as soon as BC went down, obviously prayers to him. You know, that's number one. We want him to get better as quickly as he, as he can. Um, but if he has to have, you know if he has to be shut down for the end of the season, I thought, and so I posted in the group chat, I was like, hey, ain't it some kind of waiver or rule that if you lose, you know, one of your 15 players that you can, you know, get a waiver or you're allowed to oh, sign yeah, somebody picks- else. Yeah. Um, And so my first thought, I tell y'all, I, I totally missed it. I, I, I put in the group chat and I had to even, I posted a tweet and had to take it down immediately because I missed this player getting signed. But my first mind went to Will Barton. I'm like, man, bring Will home. That would have been perfect. But I know when uh after doing my research and Nate pointed it out, uh he had already been picked up by the Raptors. I totally missed that. I don't understand that because they are not winning anything this year. I don't know why you were doing. Over there. Yeah, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, they need more six eight, six nine, six seven players. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, anyway. Um, but then afterwards, I was like, All right, cool. Well, Nerds do well. I think he was still on the market. I'm like, okay, that'd be great, you know, needs a backup big to come in but he just got picked up this morning by the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, they need more height on their team. Yeah, they definitely need more height Wings on their Wing, stop.
1: Wing, stop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's even an option at this point. I don't know who else is out there on the buyout market, or maybe we can go pick up Dwight Howard, get him up out of Taiwan or wherever he is. I don't know. Um, Where, where's Dang? To... Where's Gregory Dang? <laughs> I think he's still down with the Spurs. Is he? Yeah, yeah, just... Just enjoying the ride. Maybe he loved living in San Antonio. I don't know. Chad the Gorgie. Yeah, man. I, yeah, biggest thing is just BC getting better. Uh, I wish we could replace just his spot with somebody that would be serviceable, just in case we get another big injury. Because I mean, if we get another one, knock on wood, everything that's around me, um, that just makes us even more thin on that on that front line. So, but I will tell you all this. Free Junior. It ain't gonna happen. Uh, it won't happen, but free junior anyway.
2: <laughs> free junior. It won't happen, but we all want it to happen.
0: Give so him a bad. shot.
2: Give him At a least shot. One t- shot. Just one. Yeah. Give him a give him give a him. he plays better damn defense than John Conchar. And that's and, my thing, man.
0: I'm so sick of people talking about. Well, we don't want to play. Uh, we don't want to play Junior because he can't. He can't guard somebody in uh, in a phone booth. And I'm like, bro, John everybody... Contra
2: couldn't guard a shell on the beach trying to run from him.
0: What? But this is my thing, Nicole. Why does everybody on the Grizzlies got to be a top defensive player? Everybody wants this, this. 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 Tony. They want us to have 15 Tony Allens on the team.
2: Tyus Jones ain't very. Uh efficient on defense but what does he do he scores buckets and he facilitates what? very damn good
0: yeah except for last night goddamn the bench i think <laughs> i i think i, <laughs> I, I bench. i think i did i bench score 10 points regular, The regular the yeah. five.
1: canard had 10? six
0: <laughs> okay hold on let's add them up real, real quick canard had six i think santi had what one
1: yeah santi didn't have a good game
0: so that's seven right, uh tyus had zero right
1: Oh, Laravia and Vince Williams each had a three.
0: Oh, yeah, that was garbage time. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> for my main bitch, did we get over 10 points? BC went out. So six, he, I mean, he didn't get enough. 10,
2: 11. We
0: hit 11. Come on, dog. Brandon right, what had are we one. Talking about?
2: Fancy had one. Conchard had one, three. And Luke Connard had six.
0: Bro, y'all can't tell me. Don't let. Okay. Ain't nobody. Tommy Jones argue only me.
2: tried to shoot the ball two times.
0: Ain't nobody finna argue me and tell me wrong that Junior can't go out there and at least get six to eight points a game. Junior can go out
2: there and bully and get in the dang paint. That's what he can do. He can get in that daggone paint.
0: We need buckets, y'all. Stop with this. We need 15 Tony Allen. Stop it.
2: That's why his nickname is Baby Bag Buckets. We need Baby Bag Buckets on the court. (laughs) (laughs) Free lofty.
0: Free him, man. Free him to his backwards, as the young kids say.
1: He, T.J.'s doing that thing where – you remember Grayson Allen where, like, he just played Grayson Allen all the time for no reason. No reason at all.
0: He's playing J.D. all the time. And see, I tried to give him a, a little a excuse last night. I was like, maybe he was trying to integrate Kennard a little bit because I I see, like, from social media that Kennard and J.D. kind of – you know, they kind of around each other more than the other players are. Uh, especially with Stevo out, I know Stevo was was Jitty's best friend when he was playing, but now that he out, I think maybe that's been his assignment to get a Canard, you know, acclimated. And I'm like, maybe he wants to get a minutes on the floor with him, but I'm like, these grown men, bro. No, nah, I ain't, I ain't accepting that excuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. God, <laughs> let Luke get out there and shoot that thing. I ain't worried about no. That, just bro. put him in the corner and just let him
1: shoot it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If y'all, if somebody's letting shots fly, it needs to be Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard. And that is yeah. it. Nobody nah. else. Y'all better find a way to get in that paint. I don't care if y'all gotta set y'all on screen, make it illegal like Draymond, do it. That's
0: what if I'm saying. The, tell him
2: Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain mm-hmm. fly by King, fly by Prince. They're the only ones that need to be just letting off shots like that because they're the only ones that have that soft touch that know <laughs> that it will go in every time. Smooth as a baby's bottom from both of
0: them. Better tell them, Mama Bear. Better tell them. And that's actually a great... um that's actually...
2: Jenkins got me pissed off.
0: Oh, oh, that, that's a great segue into our last topic. We're we, we in the 40s uh, of recording, but y'all gonna get this last topic. Because now, the episode, the title of this episode is Shots Fired, No Pun Intended. Uh, And that's actually the episode's name. The, the, the pun intended is included in that. Ha ha, slap on the knee. <laughs> But uh, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah. we're gonna get these shots off, of, or at least I am. Taylor Jenkins finna get some shots, uh, Dylan Brooks finna get some shots. Uh, we've already talked about John Morant, and uh, I may even give Zach Kleinman some shots too. Uh, so I'm gonna clear out on this one and then I'm gonna get <laughs> y'all's opinion. So, we've been talking about probably, especially during that, that little spill where they would lose in a bunch of games back to back to back the vibes was off. Wasn't no parade inside my city Yeah, after the game. Uh, we finally got one last week, but even that was cringe for me as a Grizzly fan because I'm like, bro, nuh-uh. get on the winning streak outside of the Rockets or something like, no, no, no. We got to get back to the regular vibes, not not, not no one-offs. But anyway, uh, they come back from All-Star, and they look a little bit better. Even last night up until the end of the game, they look great. And so it started to seem like the joy was starting to get back a little bit. You know, they celebrating each other. The highlights is coming. That's when the Grizzlies at their best right now. When the highlights is flowing and that energy and that ball is popping around, they look good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and and I hate to say this because Luke, you just put out a well-articulated article. But then he has to to go pull this shit. (laughs) I mean, I'm talking about just some of the most beautiful writing that you're going to see in the Grizzly and and, and Grizzly uh, writing period, Uh, no matter what publication. uh, I'm not even going to say Grizzly writing. I'm just going to say NBA writing, basketball writing, some of the most beautiful work that you're going to see. But I text y'all about two, three weeks ago and said, man, I'm off the train with Taylor Jenkins. Like, it is what it is with him, with me. And um, if they move on from him this year after the season or next year, I ain't going to cry not one tear. I just say that Um, because I have my thoughts. I have my thoughts, man. And until he changes my thoughts, I'm not going to change my thought. Um, Point being, number one, like the vibes. Let's talk about the vibes and stuff, right? Stuff is trying to get on the up and up. Everything surrounding the team. You got the job stuff. Then Dylan Brooks gets a article on ESPN, and that gets blown up on Twitter because people are – you know, just talking bad about him. They hate him anyway. And he talking about he got five friends in the NBA outside of his team. I probably wouldn't <laughs> want to be his friend either. Weird. Oh, excuse my my French. I got to bleep that, y'all. Sorry. But <laughs> it almost – it takes me back to even the Ja thing. Like, it's been four years of Jenkins being a coach. And it took him up to this point, and I guess you can say – that he's starting to reign Dylan in a little bit. But if it took you four years, if, I'm just saying if, if it took you four years to rain Dylan in, you're probably not going to reign John Moran in, Taylor Jenkins. He's probably, he's not the one to do it. He's just not. Because if you can't get Dylan Brooks to buy into nothing, uh, I'm sorry. Like at, at, at this point in his life and his career, John Moran ain't listening to you, Taylor Jenkins. You are the stepdad at this point. You are the substitute <laughs> teacher. You are the big brother. You're the favorite uncle. Like, you're super cool. And, you know, I'll take certain advice from you. But when it comes to discipline me or, like, making me listen to exactly everything that you're saying, I just – I don't see that. So, you know, great developer. I talked about this before. He's great at developing players. He's great at communicating. But when it comes to offensive sets, let's just start there. What kind of offense do the Grizzlies run? Like it is it, I, I put a it was a it was a joke kind of tweet that I put out last week <laughs> on, on the page. But they got five plays. Ja get a bucket, Dylan go make some shit happen. Desmond go get a pick and roll and, and either drive to the basket or, or spot up from three or mid-range. A out of timeout play, which that's probably his bread and butter. He's great at those. I give Taylor Jenkins mm-hmm. since day one. He's been great at those. And I can't even remember what the fifth play was, but yeah, like it's just it's bad. It's bad. It's really, really bad.
1: The offense so we is falling off so much this, this year compared turn. to last.
2: Are we forgetting the uh don't give the ball to Jaron because he might get a foul?
0: Oh, that's a play. That's definitely a play.
2: <laughs> that's a play. <laughs>
0: that's a play. Keep away, takeaway. That's a play.
2: Don't give so, it to Jaron. Give it to yeah, Dylan. Let him shoot from the three line. Yep.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Or I guess we can add a six play in there, the Dylan Grenade. But it's not even a play because yeah. Jaden held the ball for 19 seconds. So now Dylan get the ball with four that seconds left. That form
2: is so. I love Dylan, but that form is so nasty. Oh, my Ooh, God. it's
0: nasty. Stop bad, it. Dylan. Bad. Yuck. <laughs> but like, I hear people talk about. Well, what is he supposed to do? Is the NBA like, like, bro? At the bare minimum, how about we get some motion in the offense? How about we get people constantly moving? How about we get the ball moving around? Like Steph Curry is, I don't care what nobody say. He top five player of all time. He's he's the top shooter. He's got four yeah. rings. Uh, you you gotta guard him when it's from the time he stepped foot in the gym.
2: I wonder why. Like <laughs> Steve Kerr,
0: that's probably part of it. Yeah. Matter of fact, I give it I give it to your Steve Curry is yes. coaching. <laughs> So, if you got a player that the whole league is, is trying their best to game plan every single night to shut him down and he still can get you 30, 35 a night, then you can't tell me that this coach that has an unstoppable force driving to the basket in John Morant, top five shooter in Desmond Bang, a player that can get you a bucket if you're giving a damn ball and Jaron Jackson Jr., and you've got good pieces around it that we can't get a better offense literally schedule. a
2: walking mismatch almost every night. Every night. Every
0: single night. We found night.
2: maybe – one team where he has issues against, and the other 29 30 ain't... But roll one of the plays is don't give Jaron the ball because he might foul, and then I'll have to sit him down like a three year old toddler going in timeout. Right, Taylor Jenkins.
0: Oh, let's look. Oh, We're gonna touch on that. My last thing on the <laughs> offense, and
2: don't take this the wrong way. I love
0: watching women's basketball. My wife played, uh. Like we, we, we watch, this is a women basketball, uh, household, WNBA college, all that Same. we were watching. I can't remember who, what game, what game was that last week we were watching? Ah, I can't remember. But anyway, I was, we were watching some team. I want to say it was, I don't know. It, it's leaving me right now, but I was just comparing and making a joke with my wife, how the ball movement, that ball was popping around the three-point line to the post, back out constantly. Now, it's only a couple women I've seen jump over somebody and dunk, Brady Griner, Lisa Leslie, stuff like that. So you mean yeah. to tell me these guys that are more athletic, why can't they add that in? So, you know, we talking about – it's just—it's just crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Like, you're, you're able to do a little bit more athletically – than the women's game can. But when you're watching just the the game of basketball, it looks way better in the women's game.
2: You know what I think this is, Chris? And this is coming from a perspective of someone who played basketball from the age of six up until 18. Probably would have played in college if I didn't get hurt. But women tend to have better instincts on the dot versus men. We just have better, like, processing and decision-making right on, like, at the drop of a dime type stuff. Versus I'm terrible men. at all that. I, so Yeah,
0: I can't I can't disagree with her on that one.
2: <laughs> that's part of the problem that a lot of men don't want to realize. That sometimes it might take a few extra seconds to process. Not for everybody. Not for everybody. Most women just tend to have, you know, quicker processors.
0: Yeah. I guess But Jenkins
2: right. Jenkins
1: is is the worst cuz it's it's like he Jenkins
2: need to borrow my processor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> somebody he, he can see the problem and it's like he knows how to fix the problem but he has to get hit over the head by a baseball bat like four times before it actually gets into his head and it's happening a lot this season it, and it's like just when you're thinking it's like oh maybe maybe this part's finally sunk in you're like shit no no nope.
2: goes right back to the go BS. right back yes
0: yeah yep he read too many self-help books man you know how them self-help books and i read them you know self-personal development is key but you can you can't read too many of them because he's to me what I get from him is that he wants to persist too much. Like, okay, all right, we tried something five, ten games, and it's not working.
2: My, you I gonna try to quit it?
0: Yeah, yeah, just just tweak it, try something different, and if that don't work, then maybe we can go back. But like, no, 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 you' too persistent trying to see this stuff through.
2: They need me, through, my
0: boy. Like, no, you don't need to see this through. Change this up a little bit, my guy man and you brought up rotations. Let's go back. I mean, we're talking about rotations and stuff. We've talked about on this podcast plenty of times to where, yes, you can have a game plan set. But it's certain games that you have to get up for a little bit differently than other games. Case in point, we played the Houston Rockets, the worst team in NBA history the other night, at Ooh. their home and we came out with the win. We played with our food for a little bit, but we came out with the win. You do not game plan for them the same way that you game plan for the number one Denver Nuggets at their home. You don't. So your very next game, you go up there in that altitude, and you stick with basically the game, the same game plan. Matter of fact, what's so crazy to me is, after the game, he came out and basically admitted that on my card, I had Jaron to play 31 minutes, and guess how many minutes he played? 31. Bro, you don't get no cookies for that. No, that game was close. Jaron should have played 36 to 37 minutes last night. And and before yeah. you go, Nicole, I'm gonna let y'all jump in. Before you say, before you go, Anthony saying just said this in the space, and it made so much sense. Apparently, John ja Morant had enough energy last night that he could have played 38 to 40 minutes last night.
2: <laughs> he could have so played all we, 48.
0: He could have.
2: So why like what
0: are we doing, bro? Like If you're talking about we look into the playoffs, and, again, I want you all to jump in here, but if we're talking about looking towards the playoffs and, you know, we're preparing the same way, we want to get better every day, bro, save all that talk, Jenkins. Like, that's talk, that's that's, that's, that's noise. What I need you to do is show action. If we're getting prepared to go into the playoffs and win a championship, you need to treat these games as such. And if you're going to see a team like that, you need to practice in the game. If they're playing Jokic and Murray the way they're going to play them in the playoffs, they probably going to play over 40-plus in the the playoffs if they play us or anybody else, yes. But they were closer closer to that last night than we were, and that lost us the game. So I'll let y'all respond to that before I go to my next point on Jenkins.
2: I'm going to tell y'all right now, him taking that same game plan from Houston to Denver is disgusting because Houston don't have Gordon or Jokic. They ain't got now one of them. They ain't got nothing like that caliber. Gordon was whipping on them boys' tails last night. Not even on the boards. It was just the other things he was doing. He was boxing them out. He was making them, you know, really work hard. And then he was making them uncomfortable on top of that. They were uncomfortable going in the paint against Gordon. That is why we won that last game against them before this is because he was out. Gordon was out. That's the only reason why. That Taking that same playbook from Houston, from a young Houston team where they average the age of 23, 24, just like we do, into a team like Denver, who granted, they're not the strongest on defense. They know how you play. They've studied the Grizzlies in and out, in and out. They love playing us. They love playing us. They turn into this huge, like, Gold mine nugget mountain freaking monster or something with some snow on top, like <laughs> it's like the abominable snowman, like that's what they turn into when they play us, bro. Because we bring that out of them, and I love seeing games like that. That's why I love playing Denver. I love seeing competitiveness, but it pisses me off when Taylor Jenkins does these things because you cannot expect to go put thirty on Houston, that's Jalen Green. That's them babies. Them is babies.
0: Go pick on somebody your own size, bro.
2: Exactly. And now you get somebody your own size and they whip your ass and make you look stupid. Mm -hmm. And now what? Now we got um, the Clippers with Russell Westbrook in L.A. On the West Coast, on a road game, late night tip. Job probably gonna do some more dumb stuff. So... (laughs) (laughs) Oh 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 and so this out there. Dylan Brooks is also suspended because he got his 16th Tech. Wonder where that's coming from Coaching.
0: Thank you Nicole For oh yeah. you got us you got you got us to where we need to go Nicole because I didn't want to 16
2: wanna... Techs in one season. Are you kidding me? All right Rich, okay, I'm putting right. part of that on Jenkins because Jenkins Rick- never tightened that man up when he needed to. 16 Techs in one season is damn ridiculous. Luke, i fed. promise
0: i promise i want you to go luke but she, she done brought it out of me that was another oh, fiery oh. point that i had dude i'm sorry dylan i'm so sick of this tall light-skinned pat beverly looking look. man like he needs to stop bro he needs to stop he's oh he bringing a different side of me like it's all these antics it's the antics nothing on the basketball court is helping like it's, it's the antics like you can't make a shot his nickname for me is definitely, after walking in looking like Steve, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's definitely Dylan 316 because he will definitely <laughs> go 316 every night at this point. Like Pat Beverly.
2: I'm being it's told cool. he got baited by Jokic last night for that last tech. Is that true? Because I don't I care what intrigued. it
0: – Man, he been acting like a clown. He was acting like a clown the whole game. He was talking crazy to, to Jamal Murray, and it came out. They were friends, and, they you know, it is competitive. It's nothing personal with them. You know, when he come to Memphis, he, he, um, didn't take some out
2: off because jaw and Joker was on the court doing the same thing, and they turned off that friendly miss the moment that that ball went back out.
0: Well, no, 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 they was talking smack to each other. Don't get me wrong, they were, but my thing is that Dylan he focuses so much on being a menace. That is taking him out of his game because see everybody was giving him the excuse of well his mental is probably a little fragile because um, you know he, he's being floated in trade rumors and all this stuff trade deadline was almost Especially a month ago that my you guy want
2: to play even harder you
0: but it was play. a month ago we a month removed that's not an excuse yeah. no more he's still shooting terrible he had one good game and I saw all the Dylan Hive people roll out like some ants coming out of an anthill the other night whoop Dylan's <laughs> back no he's not no he's not he's not back. One or two games in a three- to four-month span is not somebody being back. Like, Dylan has reverted to literally just a entertainment thing, and it's not even entertaining to me. Like, I don't care. Pat Beverly has not been entertaining to me. Draymond is not entertaining. Like, they are nuisances. And, yes, people may say you need that on your team, but, like, that's you all he's providing.
2: You need it to an extent because it's got to balance out. He's not balancing himself right now. At all, he's just giving us the minutes, and he's not giving us the other part, which is the efficiency. Like yeah. we're not getting that.
0: And people keep saying, "Well, man, you just you gotta have his defense. Again, play like Tony Allen, bro. If you want to just go out there and run around and get your energy out by playing defense and don't shoot stupid shots or don't shoot at all, I'm perfectly fine with that. But when you take get, the first shot like of the six, game,
3: seven
1: points. You know, Tony Allen was never known for getting more, more than ten buckets,
0: but yeah. nobody scored on him.
2: He yeah. can go play cardio with Kanchar for all I care, just don't be doing no dumb stuff.
0: Yes, so all this extra stuff, and then it's the same thing with Ja. Everything's personal, they're attacking me because of my name. Some of this stuff you play a party in my guy. Yeah, the grizzlies with us not having veteran players, not having veteran coaching, not having veteran front office people. Hell, the only veterans we probably got in the FedEx form. Let me, I'm not even gonna okay. I need to delete that because I was gonna say it's the people <laughs> uh... that work at the ticket booths because. Like, we don't we don't have no leadership. We don't have – it's no veteran leadership, and these people just do what they want, and it's starting to rear its ugly head in our whole franchise. We tried to baby these guys and say, oh, it's so nice that they're young. And one year, we starting to see a lot of this stuff. It's not about basketball no more. It's about all this extra stuff. So, my bad, Luke. I, I, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't mean to jump in, but she, she – she, she relit the fire that I had before we started recording, and I had My to know that I, while I was on the top. I needed
1: y'all, too, because I'm the one that just wrote that piece defending him, and then he comes out and make me look like a damn idiot. <laughs> I was, I'm like, no, he certainly learns from his mistakes and doesn't force rotations, and then wow, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you know it if he does both. And, and, and you look, of like, just from a, a minute standpoint, man, you've got KCP, Jokic, and Murray all – Played more like we only had two guys play like they played like it was a playoff game. We played like it was the Houston Rockets just from a minute standpoint. Like they had, they had, and one day they, they, what, they had eight guys played at least 19 minutes. Nobody else played over five. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's your playoff rotation. I get BC getting hurt. Probably, probably mess things up, but, but still like, was there a reason that you're playing Conchar 14 minutes last night? And Roddy, not almost nothing.
2: Jenkins still had time to adjust after BC got hurt. Because he got hurt right there near the middle-ish, yes. like 60% through the game. I was up for that. I actually fell asleep like five minutes after. Right. But <laughs> Jenkins had time to adjust. He just didn't.
0: Well, that's his problem. He don't. He don't. He he goes into halftime. He gives a – Or he waits. He waits till it's too late. Or Yeah. You go in the halftime and you give one of these self-help talks that you know heard on the TED Talk. And then you get the ball to John Morant third quarter. He goes crazy in the third quarter, plays the whole third quarter. So then you sit him to the five-minute mark of the fourth, and the lead is blown at that point.
2: But you would think that this issue persisting way back when from the Golden State series of last playoffs, that they would have learned from that, that they would have learned from it right there. Because those rotations in the in the Golden State series and job being re-injured are solely why we lost. Yep. That was on Taylor Jenkins. Those rotations during the Golden State series, absolutely horrible. Why are you keeping Stephen Adams in if you know he can't do anything against Draymond? It's if long. you know he can't stop Kevon Looney, why are you keeping him in? Like,
1: I I think this season is going to be very, very, very how we finish. Like,
2: telling. It's going to if be- we're
1: first round exit, then then he's done that's a big mark against him and 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 I know it's on the internet but I would I would take the article and wrap it up if it was paper you know like it's that's a big <laughs> you know like
2: plateauing we have a is than hitting First round exit it. after last season how far we made it on those wow, I'm trying not to curse <laughs> <laughs> on those bottom of the barrel rotations um he's he needs to be done for if we have a first first round exit It ain't no more. You don't deserve a year five. You have an amazing team, an amazing young team who is so talented. They're hungry, all of them. As much as I sat here and criticized Ja just now, even Ja, Ja just needs the correct guidance, and he's not getting that from Jenkins at this point is what I'm being convinced of. They need a veteran player to come and coach this squad. They need to get them boys together, like someone who knows rotations – who knows how to coach with their gut versus analytics. It's okay to coach with analytics, but you're not going with your gut. If you see Steven Adams getting beat up out there, you know Xavier Tillman or Brandon Clark could handle that person a little bit better because it's a mismatch. D- pull him, take him out, rotate him, put in someone who can handle that match just a little bit better. Like you thought, okay, we he did that during the Timberwolves series. That was great. Brandon and Desmond handled that series yeah. perfectly fine. Steven Adams actually volunteered to sit out. Taylor Jenkins didn't tell him that, by the way. Steven <laughs> Adams volunteered, uh, from what I heard. And then you go into the Golden State series, and it is – I mean, game five was beautiful, gorgeous. Game five was stunning. Jaw went off, but that's also where he got hurt. And then – it was, well, I think it was the, like game four. Game four was where he got hurt. And then game five was when Brandon Clark and him absolutely came out and popped off. Him and Tyus Jones went off. Then game
0: six, Dylan Brooks go out there and have 30-plus shot attempts. Man, God, dog. Exactly. The fact that Dylan Brooks was allowed to clothesline him in game one, it's like, bro.
2: The fact that Dylan Brooks was out there during game six when he shouldn't have been out there, should have been somebody else on the court, Dylan Brooks cost us that series as well.
0: But that goes back to coaching, y'all. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not You can't, you can't reign it. And everybody's excuse that was a Dylan supporter around that time was, well, who else is going to take the shots? It's Desmond nice where John ja Morant – it's shots where ja- – it's it's games where John ja Morant don't even take 30 shots. So why would the guy that is basically at this point the fourth option, why is he going out there taking 30 shots?
2: If anyone's taking 30 shots on this team right now, it needs to be Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard. And yep. I mean that with my heart and my soul. But if Taylor Jenkins gets a first-round exit, he needs to be out the door. We need a veteran coach. We need someone who's <laughs> been through the the trials and, you know, the losses and at least one championship ring on their finger. We need that. Yeah. And that's yeah. all I'm going to say. Like, we just need that, that seasoned veteran who just doesn't strictly play off of analytics and knows, like, within his gut when when to do something like because Taylor Jenkins has issues calling challenges for his dudes like you should you shouldn't have your players screaming at you because they know that they they didn't do something and they know that they'll win a challenge
0: yeah
2: like that that's ridiculous
0: Luke you wrote the article so your last thoughts and I know this is a weird question but that's why if you saw me laugh a second I gotta ask you this question too on your on you finishing up after you just wrote that beautiful article (laughs) what is your – what would be your breaking point if you were Zach Kleiman to say – and again, I want you to go ahead and finish whatever other thoughts you had on Jenkins right now. But on top of that, what would be your breaking point to say, okay, it is a time to move on as well? I want you to kind of knock both of those out at the same time.
1: Yeah, so I I think – and it might be too simple, but my breaking point is – and I even talk in my article, like I'm not – us losing in the first round, that's not sideways movement, that's not forward movement, that's backward movement because that shows like a dysfunct that's a, that's something that's dysfunctional top to bottom. you, you know like if that's how we cap this season off, you know, because I'm giving Jenkins I'm I fully in, ready to admit the fact that he's the first coach to get us in top 10 offense and defense ever is that I that's a that's a big deal for me like and you know having to sit through those crap years where Dylan was the number one option, you know, like this. It matters to me to see us respected league wide. But most of that respect has kind of gone down the toilet this season, you know, and that's hard. It comes from the top, you know, and if he can't write this ship and if we can't see, I'm I'm okay with the second round exit this season because the rest of the West got better, you know, and we – got moderately better when there were big moves. I'm okay with a second round exit. I'm not one of those guys that needs to see us going further and further each time or else it's a loss. But if we are a first round exit, that, that shows that. So here's it. I'm a Chicago bears fan. Matt Nagy was the perfect kind of rah, rah, rah guy. But when it came to get to that next level, he wasn't the guy that could put your foot on the guy's throat and kill, you know, we need a coach. That is a killer because we got a bunch of killers and a bunch of dogs on this team. You can you can hype them up, but until you pull the trigger, we'll need a guy that can really commit to just running through the rest of the league. And I hope it's Jenkins, but if this season continues to derail the way it has, and we might, I might be singing a different tune at the end of the season.
3: Yeah,
2: I don't think Jenkins has it in him, Luke. I don't. Me neither. I mean, he's had – this is four years to prove it. And you have – it's not like you just got some basic, you know, like developmental team. No. You have insanely talented people. You got a generational athlete, two all-stars, possibly a third all-star in Desmond Bain if he didn't get hurt. You got – I'm not even going to say his name. um, Steven Adams. I mean – you got the strongest man in the NBA, literally. Steven Adams can bench press two people. You got and, pieces, man. And you're just you're not using them correctly. You have one of the best and deepest benches in the league, and you refuse to use your bench correctly. Like, that makes no sense to me. We have one of the best backups in Tyus. We have Brandon Clark. We got Santi Aldama, who has been phenomenal since he came up from South Haven. And you're not running Santee with the person who compliments him the most, which is Jaron Jackson Jr. You're not running Luke Kennard with the person who would compliment him most, which is Desmond Bain. Like, you weren't even running Zaire with the person who would compliment him the most, which is John ja Morant, because that's who he felt the most comfortable with. So this is all pointing back to coaching for me. And the
1: lack of focus with Jaron is troubling. Uh that's yes.
0: that's number one.
2: And that's yeah. coaching. That stems all the way back to coaching. If he would just sit there and take a little time with Jaron every week and build up that confidence and really help him like get his week, like where he feels like he's weak. If he would just take at least an hour or two a week, just with Jaron by himself, I know you can afford that. You can afford 20 minutes a day, five days a week to sit there with Jaron and go over the things that just make him uncomfortable. Like, is it your size? Is it this hand? Is it that hand? Is it is it dribbling the ball with movement? Is it, you know, like, is it anything like that?
0: But see, Nicole, I, I agree. happened. I agree and I disagree with you on that because I believe, yes, that is the method, but I believe that should have been happening last year and it possibly mm-hmm. did. I don't know. At this point in time, Jaren is showing when he get the ball. He did it last night. He's doing it every game now. If you get him the ball, Jaren is showing the aggression to get to the baskets that. A lot he's of us have been asking.
2: If he don't produce, yeah. he's damn well trying.
0: The yep. problem is, is that Jenkins is not, and I don't, maybe this ain't the right wor- word to say, but he's not making it mandatory. He's not demanding that when they go down there, on you know they go down there, late in games, middle of games, beginning of the games, whatever. The play is to get him the ball, throw it to the hand, clear out, give him space. You got Desmond in the corner ready to shoot. Give Jai Lane, and let's work the rest of it out. Like that's it's really simple. And I hate people that def- I don't. <laughs> let me. I'm sorry. I hate when wow. people defend Jenkins. I don't hate people that defend him. I hate when people defend him and say, "Well, what do you expect him to do when players are not hitting shots?" I expect you to work on getting the players easier shots. That's yeah. what I expect you to do. Because again, going back to what we were just talking about, if I can look at the women's game and see how methodical and how how just well worked, flawless, out it
2: is. how versed it is in a women's how, game,
0: yeah, like if I can see the flawless the flawlessness of that game with the passing and the movement, you can't tell me that these NBA players can't do it. You and choose you know not what? to.
2: Maybe we need to bring in a, an assistant coach that is a woman who has played in the WNBA. Like Sue well, Bird, Diana Taurasi, give me uh Simone Augustus.
0: I don't know if if the if the money will ever work out. It probably won't because she's building a powerhouse right now. Yeah. But EJ, he said it on the space uh in, in the uh shout out to the uh, spaces grizzlies See. but he said this a few months ago and i had never thought about it but i'm tying the two back together now don staley
2: don staley
0: would be mm. a amazing nba coach mm. for the simple fact that the players will respect her woman mm-hmm. or not and that lady know how to build an offense and yeah. so you know the people are talking about um i can't remember what, what was the name um down in San Antonio, what was it like? What was the coach down there? Becky up Hammond. The Becky Hammond. Everybody was saying she was going to be the first one up, and she still probably will be the first woman head coach, uh, depending on what happens.
2: I would um, like a Dawn Staley or a Sydney Carter, the coach from Texas. Give me Sydney mm, Carter or Dawn Staley.
0: Like it, it's it's really simple, and I guarantee, if Dawn came, she would bring veteran NBA players on her staff. It wouldn't be all these analytical for nice people. I, again, we got a great coaching staff. Nice people. We need people to connect to these young guys. We just and know we can be better. Yeah, it, it can be better. It can be way that's better. All. So um sorry. <laughs> this has been a, this, this this has been a pod we needed to get off for one like I said we missed last week and then with all the mess that's going on around the Grizzlies right now. Yes, we number 2 in the west. Yes, we are. But it's a lot of mess going on, y'all.
2: We this are one the- game ahead of Sacramento um, yeah. right now. And this Ooh. is Saturday. <laughs> Not sure if Sacramento has to play this weekend. I think they play tomorrow. Yeah. Let me double check that.
0: Why you why you check that? Luke, any last thoughts? Coach Jenkins, the team, camaraderie, he, ish, anything at all? He's
1: running out of excuses. You know, like, it. that's, that's for me. You know, you got oh. two of the best three-point shooters. You're running out of excuses. Yeah.
2: The Kings and the Timberwolves play tonight at ten o'clock. Ooh.
1: So if they
2: beat the Wolves, they'll be right there at our necks. We are literally one game ahead of them. That will officially put us tied for the second seed. Uh. And then if we drop that game tomorrow, which we oh I'm not even going nope not even going to do it. If we drop that game tomorrow, we're we're in third. Hmm.
0: It'll never I mean, happen, right? No,
2: it'll yeah, never put it, that out there. <laughs> it'll no, never but happen. They've had a chance to separate themselves and they haven't done it. So they had a chance to separate themselves this entire time when they had these games over Sacramento and they refused to because I'm guessing they, they kind of slept on the Kings. You know, maybe they're not paying attention, but the Kings are hungry right now. The Kings are coming for everything that uh, Memphis and Denver got. They're coming to steal the lunch money and the cookies and the whole lunch box. They even want the bag, the sandwich bag. So
0: the Kings are the Grizzlies of this year. Yeah. Yep. That's that's what yeah. it is. So last thing, it'll never happen. I just want to get y'all real quick thoughts. Because <laughs> we're talking about NBA coaches or former NBA players coming to be a, a a coach for the Grizzlies. His name was rumored before the um the Hawks end up going with Quinn Snyder, but if the Grizzlies decide to bring M.A. to Memphis, what would y'all rate and be of that? Would y'all approve? Bring him on
2: Bring his ass in him. Because <laughs> we <laughs> need that structure. We need that structure that he brought to Boston, even though it was only a year. He took him to the finals.
3: Yeah. So One we year. need
2: that structure. I don't care what he did. That ain't my business. That happened up there up north. That ain't happened down here in the south. So uh, that ain't it, it, my that's... Business.
0: What
1: about you, Lou? I, I'm kind of, I feel like we would have heard about some stuff if it seems like a long time for us to not hear anything. And I, I really like Emei. I like him a lot. It's tough. Yeah. And it, you look at how they liked him, you know, like those, those guys on Boston really speak highly of him.
2: They love him.
1: I, yeah. I think,
0: I think he would look good in blue, but. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, my two things on it is that the reason why he got, uh, you know, removed from the team, that was a off-the-court personal thing. Again, I think it was somebody, some hurt feelings. I'll just say that. Uh, Neil Long came out even said she, you know, she felt like she was done wrong in the whole situation. So it was some messy stuff going on. I don't think that should prevent him from getting another NBA job.
2: No.
0: Um, but my second thing is, going back to what y'all talked about with structure, you look at the structure and the foundation that he laid, and then you go up there and look at what the coach, I think it was, was it Missoula.
2: Joe Missoula.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a system right there. He's yep. literally able to step in and just keep completely
2: it take over everything that he may put in yeah. place.
0: That's when you know you have structure. That's when you know that you're on the right path. And for him to lay that in one year, damn all that. This is a young coach. This is the first time. Coach. Bro, we in year four, about to go in year five. TJ, get it together, bro. You didn't
2: see Jason Tatum out there acting a donkey when e was clock. his coach.
0: Yeah, clock ticking, man. Clock ticking. We ain't going to do predictions, man. We've been in long enough. I think we had a minute and 20. I mean, an hour, I said a minute and 20. <laughs> an hour and over an hour and 20. But we had to get this off, man. So if you made it to the end, we really do appreciate y'all um, sticking with us again. Um yeah, man, we may. You know what? This may even go out before Monday because it's just a lot of fresh feelings for everybody Isn't as a fan hurts? base. <laughs> we may drop this today on Saturday, or y'all <laughs> might get this Sunday. I don't know. Um, stay tuned on that. But um, yeah, man, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out Luke's latest article. Um, again, no matter how you feel about it, great work right there, Luke. I mean, broke your points down uh, perfectly. It's just. He ain't holding up his end of the He market. ain't holding up his end of the <laughs> <laughs> Got my guy out here getting shots on Twitter, man. hey man.
2: <laughs> Poor Luke. It's all man. because Dylan's it's- not being the efficient menace. He's just being the damn menace.
0: Just being an asshole. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Straight asshole. But, um, yeah, man. Well, we appreciate y'all sticking with us, man. Um, hopefully we see a change. Overall, we just need a whole... Whew, man, the the, the Grizzly organization needs a revival right now. If y'all in the church or been in the church before, they need a revival. They need something to come in and just come through the
2: building.
0: Yeah, man. Kyrie, come through the FedEx form and drop some sage on them boys. (sighs) We need it right now. So, um, other than that, man, y'all have a great week. Um, Hoping for some better news. <laughs> like Nicole said, hoping Ja doesn't go out to LA and get even more turned up. But do better, bro. Do better, be better, and we want better for you. That's the end of the day. That's that's the message that we, um, uh, you know, we want to reach. If you ever hear this, if it crosses your ears, we want you to know we're rooting for you, man. we rooting for you. So, uh, other than that, y'all have a blessed week. Have a great week. Stay safe out there. And as always, go Grizz.